Welcome to On The Journey Conversations. I'm your host, Sandy Wisdom Martin. Today's episode is brought to you by the Christian Women's Leadership Center of Women's Missionary Union, where God's mission is our passion. Today's guest is Perry and Tanya Hancock. Perry is the president of the Louisiana Baptist Children's Home and Family Ministries. And Tanya, his wife, is the director of the Christian Women's Job Corps on campus. Welcome to this episode. Thank you. Happy to be here. We're glad to have you. Perry, you've been doing children's homes ministries for a long time. How did you get involved in this? We were on faculty at New Orleans Seminary when we started doing some compassion ministries in the community. And most of those were focused on children, needs that they had, school needs, life needs, essentials. And Tanya and I would go to sleep at night sometimes and just say, what if we could do this full time every day? Uh, The opening came for the director of the children's home, and uh, that's how we ended up there. God fulfilled the passion for us that we had. 17 years ago, and this was your campus. Yes, uh, here in Monroe, the Louisiana Baptist Children's Home only has one campus, where a lot of other children's homes have multiple campuses, but we have diversified the ministry here in Monroe. So stepping right into the president's role of a children's home, that's quite a transition from a seminary professor. The learning curve was really steep. I can't imagine. Well, we had great staff though, who helped me those first few years. And so it's something we grew into and and, and every day are just so grateful to be a part of it. Well, tell me about those first years growing into your role. Did you ever think, hmm, maybe this is a little more challenging than I thought it was going to be. What's been some of your big challenges here? Well, the greatest challenge was the fact that uh, here in our children's home, we did one thing. We had a residential child program and all across the country, child care was changing and we had not kept up with that pace, so to speak. So our greatest challenge was starting new ministries where we could reach more children. Uh, And in the midst of that, uh, we we found the staff who had the same vision, same heart for those ministries, and God just blessed. That is fantastic. What are some of the ministries that you began in the last 17 years? Uh, One of the ministries we started was Pathfinders Transitional Living. We had children aging out of foster care. They had nowhere to go. Uh, The families that they were living with, uh, most of them move on from there. And so we found those young people. Uh, We dedicated a cottage to those and and developed a program where we developed life skills, job skills, give them a little more time, many of them to adjust socially uh, to their new environment. And uh, Pathfinders has been a very successful program. The young people can stay from ages 18 to 21, and uh, we've just had a lot of success with that program. That is incredible. Tell me about some of your success stories over the years. Well, I think the, the success stories all begin with children coming here and feeling loved feeling that they have, God has a purpose for their life. Mm-hmm. So the success actually begins after a few months that they're here, they, they can breathe again, they can be a child. So many of our children have had to be the parent in the family. Mm-hmm. And so those children, once they understand life can be different for them and life can be enjoyable and God has a purpose for their lives, that's where the success starts. And so I can give you uh, one of those stories with uh, a young man named Michael. 
Michael came to the children's home a little bit later than most children. He was a, actually a young teenager when he came here. He went through the program, graduated high school, the children's home sent him to college, and actually sent him to seminary. And I came on the scene, and we were actually in Orlando, Florida, at the Southern Baptist Convention, and Michael asked if he could speak with me. So we had dinner together, and Michael had a vision of starting a children's home. Wow, it was it's, it's an incredible vision. Uh, of course, I'm sitting here saying, Lord, you know, this is his heart. Please help him do this. In three years, he had started a children's home, and it's still going today. They actually came and did a tour of our campus about three or four weeks ago with his children. So that's one of the success stories. That is amazing. Tell me about your campus. How many children do you have in residential care? Uh, with the current regulations, we can only have six children in our, in our cottages. And so that, that adds up to about 60 children. Uh, we also have uh, another program, of course, the Home Place program, which is for homeless children and their mothers. And I'm sure we'll talk about that in a minute. Okay. And what's the average day of children? I know that it could, they could age out, as you already mentioned, but typically what is the average day? We have two types of children on campus. Some are privately placed. Those children are placed here by their families. And then we have the foster children on our campus who are in the custody of the state. The state children stay about 18 months. Okay. The privately placed children, most of them stay for several years. So there's a difference in the longevity of their stay here. I'm surprised by that. I would have thought that would have been flipped. Well, the, the foster children, if the family doesn't meet their goals for the family plan that the state has, the children will be actually be put up for adoption. Okay. And uh, we've had several children of late that have, have been adopted by couples in the community. Okay. When I was doing undergraduate work, I did an internship with Carmine Baptist Children's Home in Illinois. And then my husband, um, who's also a social worker, worked for the Arkansas Baptist Children's Home and the uh, Carmine Children's Home which was then the Baptist Children's Homes of Illinois and Family Ministries, I think. I hope I got that right. So my family, we are fans of Baptist Children's Homes Ministries. What could the church do to help our campuses across the country? What could churches do to help you on this campus? Well, they are, the churches are very supportive all across the country. Uh, they provide special activities for our kids, sometimes anything from a, you know, a pizza party to providing pillowcases and things for them. The support that we receive from our churches is incredible. Of course, they give through the cooperative program. A small portion of our budget is mm -hmm. dedicated from the cooperative program. Our churches can just continue to pray for us and pray for the children. In our children's home here, we have a birthday list. And so we have churches that send birthday cards yes. to the kids all the time. But just praying for their, their lives. They've been through so much that's trauma. It's traumatic just coming to the children's home, but the trauma most of them have been in their families is significant. Yeah. And so prayer is so vitally important. And, and then they do, they, the contact that they have as they're able to make contact with the children and have special activities. Promoting foster care in their churches mm -hmm. would be a significant thing that they could do for us. We have about 100 children off campus in, in our children's home, in Baptist homes. Uh, I need, we need more of our 
churches promoting foster care and adoption ministries. Our social workers can go into a church and train that church on how to support those foster families and how to support adoption. Sometimes it's through an adoption fund, but we just need more churches because in our state we have over 4,400 foster children and we only have 2,000 plus homes. So there's a big deficit So there's a there. big gap. Yes. I, I remember as a child, my little bitty country church, when it was your birthday, you went up and put an offering in the little church for the Baptist Children's Home. And that's how we, we were taught very, from a very young age to care for vulnerable children. You know, I, I teach mission friends at my church. I teach preschoolers. We have uh, RAs and GAs, Girls in Action, and uh, Royal Ambassadors. What could children do? Well, children can actually write letters to our children and have a relationship with them. That's fine. And it gives our children a, another contact outside of you know, living in this environment. Oftentimes our children in our churches are the ones who'll do one of those uh, pillowcase or sheet drives in their church. Yes. Now, they're the ones that will stand in a church and say, these children need some pillows at the children's home. And so just have, sometimes uh, just the awareness of the children and then doing small projects that mean so much to our kids. Yeah, wonderful. Tell me about the program that you're involved, Tanya, and how did it get started? We started the pro uh, residential program for homeless children and their mother's home place. And Perry and I began to pray about what do we need to have for them on campus and when we prayed about it, we said, well, there's an educational piece they'll need. Uh, they'll need encouragement, so forth, so on. So we prayed about it and prayed about it, and CWJC was what we, the piece we needed. And so I asked him if I could be his volunteer and do that, and he let me do it. <laughs> and for those listening, CWJC means Christian Women's Job Corps, uh, helping women find life skills and job skills in a Christian context. But you took your... Christian Women's Job Corps a step farther. You, you train them in job skills, but what did you find out in this community? The poverty level in Northeast Louisiana is very high, and I was uh, approached from the Monroe Housing Authority and asked if we would consider reaching out to their families, and we did, and we started bringing those ladies in. We were also approached by Louisiana Delta Community College and asked to be a partner with them to offer the GED or HiSET. So we had several pieces handed to us to make it possible to reach not only the ladies in home place, but also our community ladies as well. That is incredible that you have such a reputation in this community that they are coming to you and saying, let's partner. That is wonderful. But when the women went to find jobs, what happened? We worked with them. We have several organizations that are willing to hire our ladies, and so we help them to uh, prepare a um, resume and fill out um, the forms online with the Louisiana Workforce. Mm -hmm. And so they are trained to be able to go into the computer every day, see what jobs are available, and upload their resume. But we monitor that with them. We work with them to help them get in place. But there was a, a one period where they were having trouble finding jobs and so you created jobs. Tell us about that. We found that even when they could find a job at Taco Bell or whatever, um, the most they could get was 20 hours. Well that wasn't going to be enough to support their families so we prayed about it and prayed about it 
And we met Emily Swader and was asked to do World Crafts. And that was the piece that we needed because we were able to bring the ladies in and help them learn that if they think outside the box, they can uh, start their own online business as well as World Crafts and be able to sustain their families with the smaller jobs that are available in the Monroe area. So you started an entrepreneurship where the women actually imprint items. Right. It's called sublimation. It's a special ink that turns into a gas, and once it's placed on an item, it, it won't come off. So it's a permanent type uh, thing, and it can be personalized. So I taught the ladies how to use Photoshop so they could begin to design things and then see their product, see it come from them thinking about it, doing it with their hands, and finally making the final product. And then uh, taught them how to set up the business, create their own business logo and things like that, and just gave them um, self-confidence that they could go out and do it. That is incredibly exciting that they are driving the process from start to finish. I know when we got the first set of mugs into World Crafts and you told the story of how the artisan had designed it herself, that has got to do something for the confidence of a person to be able to drive that process from start to finish and create something incredibly beautiful. Absolutely. And when we started, I asked them to uh, create a label um, thanking whoever was going to buy their product because I said, those people are making an investment in your lives and they signed their name to it. And we have prayer for whoever's going to buy that item. And that was an incredible piece as well because it helped them put the Lord and having a relationship with the Lord to um, sustaining their life. And um, God's been really good. He's really blessed our artisans. Well, tell me about some of the success stories of your Christian Women's Job Corps, of your World Crafts Group. World Crafts Group. Uh, we had one lady who was actually our first artisan, has been working at a nursing home for seven years in the kitchen. And we started with um, her as an artisan, and she came in one day and was crying and said, they've cut my hours. And her first paycheck from World Crafts was the exact to the penny, the amount that they had cut her. The next paycheck from World Crafts, she was uh, trying to buy tires because her tires uh, were really bad. And she got her check from World Crafts, and she had a dollar left over from buying the tires that she needed for her and her family. So uh, that's just the first artisan. And she um, actually graduated. She had come to Christian Women's Job Corps to help her daughter uh, get her high set. And in the meantime, she said, I should do that as well. So she worked very, very hard. Uh, she was a single mother with twin daughters at LSUS in med school. She was working, putting them through that, put her daughter here through um, the CDA program. She got her child development associate certificate, and then Jennifer got her high school diploma with honors and now knows how to have her own business online. So it's just a blessing. That is incredible. And I know every story isn't like that. On those tough days, what's at your core that keeps you going? I just love them. I just love them. Um, probably the hardest story I had was one of the ladies that I love dearly came up to me and said, I won't be in class tomorrow. I'm going to have an abortion. And we talked and cried for 
two or three hours, and I went home and cried to Perry and said, I just don't know what we're going to do. But I don't know if she'll be in class tomorrow. And the happiest day of my life probably was when I saw her here the next day. And she's given birth to that child and thanks me all the time for uh, spending the time to let her see the worth of that child. And uh, he's three now. Oh, my goodness. And so stories like that are when they come to know the Lord and they um, start moving in the right direction for not only themselves but their children, then that's what keeps us going. Because you're not changing one person's life. You are changing generations. Right. That, that's got to be an incredible blessing. It, it is. And uh, we've been doing it 12 years now. And I looked at our stats the other day. We have had over 500 ladies go through. And, you know, I still get calls from some of them. I still meet them in the mall or different places. And they're still remembering their days here. And these are good places. This is a good place for them. When they walk in, they say, I feel loved here and I feel safe here. And so our goal is to love on them and show Jesus to them. And then if it get a high set, that's Lanyap. But otherwise... um, Now for the non-Louisianans, explain what Lanyap is. (laughs) That's the extra. A little bit extra. extra. (laughs) A little bit extra. Yeah. What a blessing. What would you say to someone who's listening today that God's speaking to them about starting a ministry like this? What would you say to them? Find a group of uh, prayer warriors. That's how I started. I went to friends and I said, God's laid this on my heart. Will you pray with me? And they did. And from that point on, God just started opening the doors. And one behind another, they kept opening. And they haven't stopped yet. Five hundred participants. That's hard to believe. It is. It is. Well, I'm incredibly proud of both of you and the ministries that you do and the lives that you touch day in and day out. Give me a scripture that guides your life. Either one of you, both of you. Oh, it's the same for, for both of us. Go ahead. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, And I share it with my ladies all the time. You're not a mistake. God knows the plans He has for you. And those are plans for good. And He has a hope and a future for you. And that's what we try to help them see. That even though most of them, their entire lives, they've been told, you're a mistake. We wish you hadn't been born. God knew you were going to be born. And He has a plan for your life. Now let's get together and let's figure it out and send you on your way. Wonderful. What would you add to that, Barry? Well, it's, it's the same concept of, that you find in Proverbs. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He'll direct your paths. We just help them get on the right path with the Lord. Amen. Well, I, I just love to be around people that love well. And it's clear that you care about the people that you serve and you lead by serving. And that's an incredible blessing. And as a result of that, lives are being changed. So Perry, the the program that Tanya's leading on your campus, why does it make a difference in the lives of people? Well, we, we knew we could provide them a home, a place to live, all the life essentials that they needed. But for us, for them to be able to have significant lasting change in their lives, first of all, they have to have the education to do that, job skills, even the life skills. And CWJC is just the perfect program 
to meet those most significant needs. And that's why CWJC is so important. Incredible testimonies of lives changed. Uh, I'm interested to talk a little bit more about your, your living for your, your family program. Tell me how that works. Okay, it's called Home Place. Uh, we say it's for homeless children and their mothers. It's not a, uh, an emergency shelter, it's a transitional living program. So we've modified some of our children's cottages and we've built some new cottages for this, this family care is what it is. And uh, we have four families that will live in a cottage. Each have uh, their own rooms and, and baths and things, but they can stay up to 12 months. Uh, of course, if the women do not come in with a job, they immediately go to Christian Women's Job Corps. Yeah. And if they've met their goals all along the way after 12 months and they still need a little more time, uh, then we have uh, some apartments that they can move into where they will live with just their family and creates a little more independence for them. And they can live there up to six more months. Yes. So uh, theoretically, a, a woman with her children could live here a year and a half until she could go through the Job Corps program, get some training that she needs. They even have to set aside some of their, you, you help them learn how to budget, right? Correct. It's when they get a job, they're required to put a portion of their money in our business office, uh, a savings account, and it teaches them how to be responsible and gives them the knowledge that they're going to be able to move in a better situation when they move out of the children's home than they came from with their children. Well, I love Baptist Children's Home, caring for vulnerable children, caring for vulnerable women with their children. Those of you that are listening today, I would challenge you to get involved with the Baptist Children's Home, get involved with the Christian Women's Job Corps, make a difference in the lives of those in your community. Anything else that you guys would like to share as we wrap up? We're grateful for you and the ministry you do day in and day out. Thank you. We're, we are thrilled to be a partner in the ministry with you. We are so proud of you both. Thank you. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of On the Journey Conversations. See you next time.